Hello, course creator, and welcome back to this very special four-part series on Train the Trainer from Heather DeVoe Instructional Design. I am so excited that you're back. There's so much to cover, but before we dive into this, please remember that if you want help creating your online course, you can reach out to me at heatherdevoe.com. There is no point in learning all of this, learning how to run an online course, learning how to teach online, learning how to coach online. It's all useless if you don't have an online course built already. We don't put the cart before the horse, my friend. Let me show you how to get where you're going faster than you thought possible. In this part of the series, this is part two, we're going to cover different teaching styles. And you're going to have an opportunity to reflect on what you like and what you don't like about how you show up to deliver content to your audiences. We're going to take a deeper dive into the top 12 adult learning principles that you learn about in part one so that you can begin developing strategies for how to use them in your day-to-day -day delivery of your online course. And we're going to chat about what it looks like when your student isn't learning what you want them to learn and how to handle that like a pro. So you've probably heard of something called learning styles. And if you've been hanging around with me for any length of time, you know that learning styles are defunct. So why then am I teaching you about teaching styles? Aren't they defunct too? Well, not exactly. And actually teaching styles, it's not really a thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna categorize this topic in this way because it's easier to digest something when there's a framework around it. And also using frameworks is how I would classify my teaching style if there was a checkbox of teaching styles. See what I did there? Anytime I have to break down complex information into smaller bite-sized pieces of information, I tend to favor a framework development to present it. And in fact, it's a framework that makes creating online courses with me so freaking simple. It's how I'm able to create courses in days, not weeks, months, or years. That's just how my brain works. And I love sharing that information with you. So let me ask you this. How do you tend to chunk information together when you're trying to make sense of it? So put yourself in the learner's shoes here for a second. When you get new information, what does your brain do with it? Where does it put it? How does it try to organize it? You can actually explore more about your teaching style in the workbook that I've provided you, but let's look at it here as a kickoff to this session to get a better understanding of what this means and how you can use this information to your benefit and of course, your students' benefit as well. Okay, so here's the thing. Most people who get up in front of a crowd to deliver a message without knowing often emulate someone else who has done the same thing. So for instance, you probably went to public school or maybe even private school where your teacher stood at the front of the classroom and you sat in a desk, probably very often uncomfortable, I am sure, and you listened to what the teacher was saying. 
And there was no guarantee that listening to the teacher meant you were going to learn from that teacher, right? And I'm thinking of any science class that I ever took in high school. I had no clue what the teacher was talking about ever. My brain does not work in the sciences. But then in grade 12 biology, which was a little late in the game, I know, I actually had a teacher who didn't stand in front of a chalkboard at all. He didn't balk numbers at us. He didn't talk theory. He didn't give us statistics. He got up with us. And together, we got our hands dirty doing science experiments. And it was in the doing that we learned all the other useless crap. We learned all the theory. We picked up on the numbers. We were able to rhyme off the statistics by doing rather than just by listening. And when I went on to learn about adult learning principles and adult education in university, I discovered that doing is one of the most important indicators of success for adults trying to do something new in their lives and learn something new in their lives. So if you want to make a change, mindset's only going to get you so far. Action takes the cake. So ask yourself this question. Are you someone who talks or are you someone who speaks to encourage action? Do you lead by example? And sure, there's something to be said about a motivational speaker and reading a well-written blog that inspires you. But if you never take action after feeling that burst of motivation, what good is it, right? Right. What I want to do is encourage you to think about how you can move from a lecture style, talking head, you in your chair, teaching style method to one that gets your arse out of the chair and your students as well. In my 30-day program where I teach you how to create an online course, I use video to set up the action that is about to take place and I introduce what is going to be done. And I'm very clear about what the expectation is supposed to be to get the result. Do this to get this. Then I send you out to do the thing that I was just talking about. Then you come to my office hours that we have twice a week and we discuss what it is that you did, how it went, what you learned, how you can use that information to move to the next part of the creation process, what was difficult, what worked. And it's a cycle, right? A good instructor, a good coach will move their students and clients through the process easier when they focus on doing, not just learning through osmosis. In other words, you sat in a classroom absorbing, or not, information from the head of the class. That doesn't work for people. It definitely doesn't work for adults. That's why when you're 40, 45, 50 and you go back to university, you're kind of like, what in God's name is going on here? Because that's not how the real world is. We survive by doing. We learn by doing. So I want you to start training your mind to do the complete opposite of standing at the front of the classroom talking. Get in there, get your hands dirty with your students, and you'll see that that changes everything. Okay, so in this part of the learning series, we're gonna cover a lot of information about adult learning principles. There are actually 40 of them, but we're not gonna cover 40. 
because who's got time for that? <laughs> We're going to cover the top 12. My intention here is not to bombard you with theory, but to get you to get out there and teach. So I'm taking my own advice. I just talked to you about how I'm not going to stand here and harp a bunch of stuff at you. We're going to talk about this in a way that is going to get you moving, okay? You're going to be very excited about putting this stuff to work for you because I'm going to explain it in a way that it makes sense right now. So I'm giving you the most important learning theories for adults to get you started. And if you want to learn more about adult learning theory, a simple Google search is going to yield a lifetime supply of information. And I want to warn you to tread carefully because you can get lost in this world if you're not careful which means you're never going to get anything done. So I'm going to give you the 12 most commonly studied ones that create a foundation for your success and your student success. But go ahead and do more research. I love this stuff. I could talk about it all day. Hit me up if you want to chat about adult learning principles. They are everywhere and you probably don't realize how much these things, these principles, these frameworks have a hold on your life and how much success they can lend to your life and your student's life if they have you as an instructor. So you're going to recall from the last session that we talked about how these principles can be tracked and traced in an event in your life where you made major changes or you had great success. That's because most adults need a certain combination of circumstances to be present sort of checked boxes, if you will, in order for things to move forward, right? So as you go through this portion of the learning series, please keep that in mind. Think about times when you had great success, when all of these seem to align for you. Your students and your clients need you to set the stage for that success for them. Now, whether or not they follow your roadmap is ultimately up to them, and we're gonna talk about that. But when you do this work, you're covering your ass as the instructor. Your accountability is checked, okay? So let's start with needs assessment. Right away, you're gonna wanna do things like go out and hit someone up on Instagram, gather information through a questionnaire. But what I'm gonna tell you is the first thing that you wanna do is listen, observe. We as subject matter experts, you as a subject matter expert, I know that you are so eager to get to the part where you get to go out and show people and tell people what you know, that sometimes you're going to forget to sit back and take in what's already happening and what's not working. And you're going to ignore what is working because you're going to think right away, you've got a better system. But that's not true. You might have a better system, but if you don't see how it fits into the grand scheme of things, it does not matter. And if you've ever taken an online course that felt redundant or useless to you, it's either because it was the wrong course for where you were at at the time, aka bad marketing, or it was created without listening to the clients who would take it, aka bad market research. And a needs assessment is an important part of making people feel safe and getting people involved in their learning. Now, you might be saying, Heather, but that happens when I create the course. And I'm going to say to you, friend, that also happens when you're delivering the course. It has to be all the time you're listening, gathering information, ensuring that you can plug and play your online course properly. Now, remember back in part one when I asked you to identify what you were struggling with? That was me walking you through a needs assessment. 
in this moment of learning, what do you need to learn? What do you need to get out of this in order for it to be considered a success? And when you ask those questions, even after your online course is created, during the delivery process, when you say to your students and your clients, hey, what do you need? It's going to prime their brain for the information that you're about to receive, which creates engagement. And if you know anything about business and or education, you know that a lack of engagement kills both of those very quickly. As you've heard me say a few times now, creating a safe work environment for your student is vital to their success. When people feel threatened in any sense of the word, learning stalls and it can come to a halt in favor of trying to save face, protect one's dignity or integrity or their physical being. Creating a safe online learning environment means creating a level playing field, ensuring that your students are coming to the course when they are ready and not a moment before. Ironically, all of this advice out there about doing something before you're ready is actually the worst advice you can give an adult learner. Success cannot be forced. It must be welcomed. When teaching, delivering your course live, or coaching, creating a safe environment means listening first and always. Like really listening and letting your clients know that you are holding space for them and not judging them. Learning is actually about failure. An easy way to do this is to ask questions that put the learner in the driver's seat so that they can get the answer they want. What do you want something to mean? What do you want to do with this? Where do you want to go with this information? What outcome are you looking for right now? When you ask those questions, that puts the onus on them and it reminds them every step of the way that they are actually in control of how this thing turns out. And it's not something a lot of course creators are talking about, creating safe work environments, creating safe learning environments, something they don't even think about. So think about it and talk about it and put some of that thought into action The next time you're talking to your clients, what makes them feel safe? Creating sound relationships in adult learning situations means simply recognizing that you, as the instructor, and your student or client or customer, whatever you're calling these people who pay you to learn what you know, creating those sound relationships simply means that you have a role and they have a role And you both must do your part to foster those roles appropriately. So for example, a lot of business owners think that their customers are their friends or colleagues. They say things like, I love my customers. They're like family to me. But when you blur the lines between customer and business, it makes it difficult to do the jobs that need to be done. As the instructor, you will have the difficult task of having to help people course correct. Now, if you're their buddy, That is going to be difficult because we love to cheer our friends on, right? We don't like to criticize. We don't like to give feedback. And the goal of learning is to provide opportunities that enact change. And there doesn't need to be a friendship in order to build and foster trust when the relationships are professional and the roles and responsibilities are clear. One of the most interesting things that have come out of the education system in the last hundred years is the idea that you must learn A before B and then B before C. But what we know and often overlook about adult learners, who are your customers on the internet, what we often overlook 
is that adult learners are coming to learning opportunities for themselves in a way that might have them being by F, they might be at G, they might be at K. They might be nowhere near A. So you need to meet them where they are at and you need to recognize how to get them to make meaning of what they've learned that got them to F or H or K, if that's the case. So sequence is pushed on people who don't need it. It's what is wrong with public education. All the kids are in the same place at the same time. They're all getting to the same place at the same time, but we know that's not how learning actually works. Sequence is not always necessary, and it eats up time for adult learners that they don't have. So I want you to keep this in mind. Rather than starting at the beginning, you start where the learner is at, which is why it is so important to do market research, do that needs assessment, and do it correctly. I'm going to lump reflection in with this part as well, because in order to make that meaning and understand how they got to a learning opportunity in the first place, adult learners need to reflect. And reflecting upon doing is what we call praxis, which is a $10 word you don't need to know. But you do need to understand that it is an action in and of itself. And the more opportunity you give an adult learner to reflect on their experiences, the more they will learn from them. Now, in the same vein, it's important for instructors and coaches to respect the decisions that adult learners make in their experiences and not judge them. This is why teaching people what you did is not a great way to achieve success. Your journey is never going to be their journey. So if someone has made a decision that they feel confident about or even a little shaky about, it's not our jobs as their instructor to correct them or say, well, this is how I did it. We can question them and help them question themselves, but we should never judge and we should never just lay on, well, that's wrong. This is how I did it. Nothing is right or wrong as far as learning is concerned. Even the failures are not wrong. It's about creating moments where adults can see where maybe they've made decisions they didn't want to or they didn't have enough information at the time or they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. We create opportunities for them to make different decisions now or take that information and use it in the future. And in an online learning environment, such as when you have students enrolled in your online course, you're going to give them a lot of information that they're going to have to make decisions with. But you have to walk a fine line of recognizing that they may take that information and make completely different decisions than what you intended. Your students are going to bring to your online course their own ideas, thoughts, and feelings, and you need to manage all of that and allow room for all of that, those pieces of humanity that a lot of people don't consider. That's why I'm not a big fan of just buying on-demand courses. You know, you're totally checked out as an instructor and coach. They never see you in real life. You just hit a buy button on your website. I'm not a fan because real people worry. They live with fear. They have questions. They have concerns. They have doubts. Your students are seeking your help for a reason. Why are you ghosting them? Why do people do this? Nobody really wants to go on a learning journey alone. And when we do, it's because we feel like we have no other choice. Learning is never meant to be done in solitude. And unfortunately, we have developed a society where that's all we can do. 
right? We look out for ourselves. We only worry about how quickly we cross the finish line. But here's what I need you to know as you make the transition from subject matter expert to adult learning professional, instructor, coach, whatever you're calling yourself. No matter if you read something online, if you took a course, you watched a television show, you have an experience on your own, you have an experience with other people, you read a book, you hear a song, no matter what, you take information in from everywhere and you process it. That's learning. You never learn on your own. Sometimes the source of that information are your own ideas, thoughts, and feelings. And that's why it's so important as an instructor to respect the ideas, thoughts, and feelings of your students. That is what makes meaning for them. The urgency with which your students are going to want results is going to shock you, okay? Like they want it yesterday. And I always say creating an online course in 30 days is about as fast as you can get it if you want it done right. Given that you have other responsibilities, you probably have a business that you're running already. The only thing faster is if you hire me to do it for you, but only because I know how to take into consideration all of these things we're talking about here and turn them into a functional program. It takes time to learn how to do that and to be able to turn around and use those skills without a second thought. Keep in mind that although your students are going to want to learn quickly, they will all have their own speed with which to come to this information. And at the same time, your job is to balance moving them through the program and ensuring that they're getting what they need from it while still following the roadmap. However, sometimes timelines don't matter. Sometimes they do. But you won't have as much control over that as you think you do. And you can only support the urgency your student has if the information is relevant to them. If you've missed the mark with your marketing or positioning or your market research or the way that you're pushing this out in the world, that immediacy, that relevancy of the information, it's not going to help them. They're going to fall flat. And that is not what you want. Teamwork and engagement are twofold. First, you may or may not create a team environment, you know, like a Facebook group or a community. But please make no mistake that you are part of the student success team. Okay, engagement is totally dependent on all of the previous principles that we've talked about already. If your student feels safe, if they know what they need, if they trust you, if it's at the right time, at the right place for the right person, if they are learning as they go, if they feel respected, if they can express their ideas, thoughts, and feelings, if they feel like they can get a result, they will engage. If not, they're going to pull back. You're going to have dropout rates up the wazoo and a boatload of frustration, not to mention refund requests. Which brings me to the final piece of the adult learning principles. Accountability. No matter how hard you try, you can't make anyone do anything when it comes to learning. It's why when you hear the same story five times and it means nothing, but the sixth time you hear that rendition of that story, the lesson clicks, you wonder why you didn't get it before. We only get it when we're ready to receive it. When it comes to online learning and enrolling in online courses, so many customers buy on a whim and then never even sign into the online course. Their accountability isn't at the right place at the right time. It's why I don't recommend placing a buy button on your website. There are many reasons why. This is one of the main ones as well. You need to ensure your student or your customer is ready to receive the information you're going to sell them. Otherwise, it hurts everyone. 
At the same time, though, someone can present with all the right moves and still be a terrible dancer. So you have to let go of the ownership of everyone's success and ensure that students understand they are responsible for themselves and are accountable to themselves for their own success. They are never, ever accountable to you. They are on their own path. You've created the program, or at least you will once you come and work with me. They have to go through it. That's it. Now, there is much more that you can learn and dive into about adult learning principles, but we're going to cut it off here for now. We're going to continue to talk about these important frameworks in the last two parts of this learning series. So you can do more exploration of this in your workbook for now, if you like, but we'll come back to this next time around. I want to move on now to the final topic of this session with a conversation around what happens when your student isn't learning what you wanted them to learn. So let's start by identifying how you know they aren't learning. And it's simple, really. They can't do what you've asked them to do. Okay, if someone can't do what you've asked them to do, that means they haven't learned it. When this happens, one of two things have likely occurred. First, it may be that you've not created the safe and appropriate environment needed for your student to learn, whether you've skipped steps in the lessons, not given them time to absorb and digest information, you didn't ask them to make meaning of something, you didn't give them what they needed, or you used that information to build a less than customized learning experience, or you've done no market research at all and you have no idea what people need. Or it's that your students shouldn't even be in this class right now because they aren't ready. And when I talk about crappy courses on the internet, I'm talking about course creators who focus on regurgitating what they did to find success and don't take into account the 12 principles of adult learning that I've just shared with you. Because if they did, they would find out pretty quickly that learning is not about what you did to succeed, but about ensuring that your student is in a place where they are ready to succeed. Marketers who sell hard and service soft are bad for this. And by marketers, I mean course creators who are building online course businesses with no regard for the environments that they're cultivating in their online courses. It's fascinating how much of a disconnect there is between what someone says will happen when you sign up for an online course and what actually happens. So how can you rectify these situations if your student isn't learning? First, you need to look at yourself, your course. And obviously, if you build your online course with me, all of this is considered for you and you don't even need to think about it to create a stellar online course. But if you're flying solo, consider how you are presenting this information to your customers or your students. Do an inventory to find out if what you're saying and what you're teaching align. Is the information you're providing inspiring action or is it just information? And I don't mean to be harsh, but listen, there's a lot of crap out there and I'm working to raise the bar for the online course world really hard. Second, look at where your students are when you start talking to them and create a roadmap that explains how they get to where they want to be. Cross-reference that against what you're putting together in your course and ensure that you've done the work to create the safe environment for them. One thing to note here is that students will never, nada, no way, they do not create their own safe learning environments. They will never create a safe learning environment for themselves. As the course creator and the instructor, and ultimately the business owner, and probably even the marketer, you need to do that work for them. 
It's what makes them trust you. Creating the perfect learning environment is actually impossible, but adult learning principles, when executed in collaboration or even in tandem, when they're used, creating opportunities for learning are much easier, much richer, and the success is far greater than when someone just flies by the seat of their pants. That's why I say, you've heard me say it a hundred times on this podcast already, don't try to sell a course that doesn't exist. You cannot create safe learning environments for people when you don't know what you're teaching. So as you wrap up this session and make your way to the workbook to explore these concepts in greater detail, take a minute and examine this learning opportunity for yourself. Did it check all the boxes? Have I done a good job of determining what it is you wanted to learn? Have I given you a safe space in which to learn? Have I determined my role and your role here? Have I given you a sequence of steps to follow that ensures your success? Have I helped you identify where you are on this journey to ensure that you get what you need from it? Am I offering you opportunities to reflect and make meaning of this material? Have I shown you the respect that you need to feel empowered to make decisions about what to do with this information now? Am I helping you name and identify your ideas, thoughts, and feelings so that you feel comfortable expressing them without judgment? Is this information useful to you right now or will it be in the near future? Do you feel engaged and like you're part of the team that is going to help you succeed? And are you accountable to the information? And do you see yourself showing up and using it when the time comes? It's a lot to consider, to be sure. But it's worth it. Come back next week to explore part three of this Train the Trainer series, where we're going to be talking about helping your students overcome barriers to their own success and how to coach them through roadblocks that they encounter as they make their way through your online course. We'll also take an inventory of your speaking style and help you overcome some of the fears that you may have as someone in charge of teaching others what you know. And if you want to learn more about how to create an online course with me so that you can kick ass and take names all over the internet, go to heatherdevoe.com, book a call with me right now. I would love to chat with you about how you can easily and seamlessly incorporate adult learning principles into your online course to create a transformational learning experience your students deserve and need. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about how I help entrepreneurs just like you create online courses quickly and easily, please visit heatherdevoe.com slash thinkbigmovefast. I will teach you practical, tactical, and actionable steps to go from idea to fully finished, functional, ready to sell online course in just 30 days flat. Short on time? I got you. No idea where to start? Let's talk. I'm the leading instructional design coach for entrepreneurs who want to create online courses faster and easier than ever before. I make online course creation simple so you can make it faster.